What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This is your podcast for everything Cincinnati sports. Uh, I'm Parker Fields here with Donnie Menke as we're going to be talking about the Bengals' big 30-26 to 26 win against the Saints to make the Bengals' record 3-3, three and three, get them to 500, and uh, make this team, the outlook on this team look a lot better because 3-3 three and three on paper is a lot better than 2-4 and because 2-4 two and four looks rough. 3-3 three and three isn't too shabby, and uh, yesterday showed us a lot that we can see looking forward from this offense and some bright spots that we saw that we uh, really are hopeful about that we hadn't seen before. So, uh, Donnie, let's just get into it right here. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had their best games of the season. Burrow went for 300 yards passing, four total touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase, seven catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. It was a really good effort by those two, and uh, they just looked great out there, Donnie. Oh, yeah, 100%. I know um, Chase graded out as the highest – as the best Bengal yesterday, according to PFF, Burrow was fourth. Boyd had a good game too; like he was great at fifth. Um, obviously, that offense was just clicking. Burrow averaged over eight yards an attempt, which is what was it double than what he had against Baltimore? Yeah. Like he, Burrow looked the best he has. That touchdown run he had was like really happy to see that because that's part of what makes him so special. Um, and. That, that touchdown, man, I was a little afraid that he didn't go down at the one, but then I remembered we were playing Andy Dalton and realized we were going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Andy Dalton. He's a very nice person, but I just I, I wasn't scared. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't scared that they needed a touchdown. Me and Donnie were talking about this before we started filming. I would have been scared if it was a field goal, obviously, because like I know Dalton could get him into range and everything, yeah. but he did get him into field goal range, but like if we can just play that conservative defense, not give him uh, anything over the top, I wasn't too worried that they were going to come back and win that. Yeah, because at that point in the game, you can't rely on the run game to march you all the way down the field. You have to throw it. So, and being able to drop those people back in coverage, like Dax Hill almost picked that off on that, that last play, like having those extra dudes in coverage, uh, what also like made it harder on Dalton. So it just, it, it worked out for him at the end of the game. The situation really, they put themselves in a very, very good spot. Yeah. Me and Donnie talked about before we started filming as well. Uh, Burrow could have had a huge yard, a uh, huge day passing yardage wise. If um, if the Saints weren't taking 10, 10 minutes on possessions, like they were just they were so methodically moving it down the field, and that was a nice strategy. Like it worked; they moved the ball well. And if they converted in the red zone, they could have probably beat the Bengals. But they missed yeah. a few field or not missed a few field goals. They settled for a few field goals, which might have cost them. But their strategy worked methodically, moving the ball down the field, and it kept the Bengals' offense, which really clicked pretty much all day after the first quarter really just clicked, it kept them off the field because when the Bengals were on the field, their offense was on the field. They were really dominating the Saints' defense. They just really weren't on the field that much. Like even Joe Mixon, eight carries for 45 yards. He had a solid day. They just really didn't rely on the ground game much. They were using the short passing game more as their ground game. Exactly, yeah. And a lot of those were even like – a lot of those catches were getting – turning into longer gains because the wide receivers seemed like they were breaking more tackles today. Like they were being more physical. And before we get more into that though, I want to go back to your point about um, 
the Saints just chewing up a lot of time. I got the snap counts from Cincy Jungle SB Nation Bengals site. The Saints outsnapped the Bengals 72 to 57. Yeah. But over the but in the second half, it was 49 to 27. Yeah, that's that's almost like, double. <laughs> yeah, that's just a ridiculous imbalance. And really for the Bengals to win. Is that, that a game, time of possession? The Time of possession. Hang on, I just had it. I, I have it. Thirty-two it was to twenty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, but yeah, that that I saw somewhere the Bengals were minus in the turnover margin. They let up more than two hundred yards running, and they still won the game. And that's the yeah. first. That's like the fifth time in like the in the Super Bowl era that team yeah, with these that's, stats that's won the won the game. Yeah. But if you watch the game, you really thought the Bengals were the better team. It's just the Saints were just really methodical and always had the ball. So it was yeah. like and they were the Bengals the had it. Yeah, they were yeah, they were dominating us on the ground game. Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill looked insane. Dalton really didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Just not throw a pick was helpful. Yeah. It um yeah, they were just ridiculously efficient on the ground. They as a team averaged six point seven yards carry. Like that's that's ridiculous. That's this is we were talking about this too before we started. This is just where you really, really miss DJ Reader today. You really oh, just yeah. missed him out in the gaps, clogging Stuck up in that lanes. Run game. Yeah, yeah, because he would have made a big difference for them. And I think this game, this game's probably a, a ten point margin if Reader's healthy. Let's uh let's talk about something that I had never heard of this person before. Rashid Shahid. That dude can fly. Eli he Apple knows moving. his name now. Yeah. That dude was moving on that play. Did you see how fast? I want to know like how fast mm-hmm. he was moving because he was he looked like Tyree Kill out there, but tall. Like, he I was think he flying. got up to 19 miles an hour on that I, play. That's just it didn't look like 19 miles per hour on that to me. Yeah. It yeah, that I think it was on next like gen stats. Flying. They had him as their their fastest ball carrier of the day. They had him as the fastest guy on the field today at top speed. So you're yeah. not you're not wrong. But they also had Burrow as the second fastest on his touchdown run. So take it with a grain of salt. He ran a four four. So he's a fast guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was just on that play, just the way maybe it was Eli Apple's just slow. Like he just looked like he was zooming out there. Apple on also, that run. Yeah, Apple also just gave him everything he needed on that play, completely over-pursued it and overdid it. And then you see Eli Apple's already talking shit on Twitter, like, minutes after the game. At least it was pretty tame by Eli Apple standards. Yeah. <laughs> just who day just, better than who dat. Yeah. It's just funny. He talks like he's, like, the star player. <laughs> In reality, the Saints' whole game plan was run it on first down. Run it on second down, and if we still don't have a first down, target Eli Apple on third down. I swear <laughs> that was their entire game plan. Mm-hmm. It literally he, really was. And yeah, I mean the Saints didn't worked. have any of their top receivers at all, so it was yeah, like, their Kamara was their leading receiver with six. six. Jawan Johnson had four, and then nobody else had more than three. They play on Thursday night too against the Cardinals. That's a must win for both of those teams that both probably thought they were going to be in the playoffs. Is it a Call of Duty weekend? <laughs> it was this weekend. Okay, so Kyler Kyler might win. Kyler they might play win on yeah, they play on Thursday night. Yeah, it was this weekend. 
Oh, right. I know yeah, the, I know the stat you were talking about, by the way. I saw it on Twitter. It was like a like they're just like adding on to it week by week. It's not like a real number, but they were just like because I saw it today. It was like Kyler Murray is now two and forty seven and called the double XP weekend. But then the but then under it and somebody was like, is this real? And they were like, eh, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that after. I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> Should have dug in a little more to that. <laughs> but oh well. Um, yeah, the lane receiver was Kamara, and then Traquan Smith, three for 43, and then Jawan Johnson, four for 41. It was just balanced. Like, four yeah. guys had four receptions or more. Yeah. But it was just not much yardage in the passing game for them. Yeah, there really wasn't. It, side note, I didn't even know Kevin White was still in the NFL, and he got a target yesterday. He did? Yeah. I didn't see that play then. I didn't, or I didn't hear his name. Maybe I just yeah. wasn't paying attention. Kevin White is still in the NFL. That's what yeah. That's, I was surprised. I thought he was going to be a stud coming out of West Virginia. That's one of the biggest misses I've ever had. And his career, he has twenty six receptions for three hundred and twenty three <laughs> yards. <laughs> that was Jamar Chase's first three weeks. I swear. Literally. Yeah, I. I did not know Kevin. I thought Kevin White retired probably after his rookie contract. If he even That's finished his thought. rookie contract. I thought he probably retired like 2018. That's what, what I thought. What year did he come in the league? Like 2015, 2016? Um, 2015, I think. Okay. Let me see. E yeah, 2015. Yeah. I really thought he was going to be something, but man. So that was a blast from the past seeing him yesterday. <laughs> um, but that's that just kind of shows you how desperate they are, in my opinion. Like they had to resort to Kevin White getting a target. Yeah. That's how then they were at receiver. That yeah, that's just bad. Kevin White. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 30 now. It's not like he's young or anything anymore. Yeah. He's not like it's not like he's even a reclamation project at this point. He's just a body. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> Literally. That's a practice squad player that got his first this is probably the first game he's played in years, honestly. It wouldn't surprise me. Like there's no way he does no, he has a catch this year for thirty eight yards. <laughs> Maybe he is a reclamation project. Oh no, it was last year for the Saints. He had oh, okay. one catch thirty eight yards. <laughs> But before that, his last catch was 2018. Jeez. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just bad. rough that you have Kevin White out there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. It's like the Bengals but, bringing in like Jermaine Gresham at age 40 to play tight end for the Bengals yeah. if we had somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> Yet they still almost won because the ground game was that good for New Orleans. Like they were throwing Kevin White out there for a target and <laughs> Still yeah, no, the ground – I mean, Kamara looked great yesterday. They're blocking. I don't know if it was a test to our defensive line or how good their offensive line was yesterday because they were good. Yeah, they, they were, were moving our defensive line. Like, it's not even like their running backs were – or Kamara was making that impressive of runs. Like, the holes for him and Taysom Hill was insane. Taysom Hill yeah. had such big holes for his runs. Yeah, and, I mean, Taysom Hill had 39 yards on only five carries. Like he, yeah, he, he, you're right. He, they were just now watching that game yesterday. I still want to know why they don't use him more. <laughs> Every time he gets the ball, it's effective. 
Yeah, Every as soon time. as he came in, I'm like, after one play. Here's eight yards. Like, automatically, yeah. eight yards is coming. Yeah. Well, the one exactly. run went pretty big. I think he had like a 20-yard run, didn't he? Yeah, I think 31. It was 31, but yeah. 31? So, really, he had four for eight yards. But still, yeah. it just adds an element the defense has to worry about when he's in there. I think it was because he had like two carries that went for – I think he had one big carry, one solid carry, or two solid carries, and then two loss for yards carries. I'm pretty sure what happened. I think you're right. <laughs> so that's why it seemed that. like uh, more effective than it was besides that big run because it's just there were two really bad carries that outweighed the good on a few of those. Yeah. Also something I was shocked from from the game, Chris Harris Jr. plays for the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. I, seriously, I was I not aware either. of that. <laughs> I saw Harris. I I'm saw like, that yesterday. <laughs> and like, I, I keep up with free agency and the draft, everything pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like I, I usually know who's on what team. I was not sure that Chris Harris Jr. was on the saints. Now I was like, I saw Harris yeah. Jr. I was like, is that Chris Harris Jr. <laughs> Former elite cornerback. Yeah. I mean, he's still solid. Probably he was solid last year. I just didn't I, know he was on the saints. <laughs> yeah. He had eight tackles yesterday, which either means he was cleaning up other people's messes or that Bengals were going after him. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. But um, either way, he was active for sure. You want to talk a little bit about, uh, about the defensive defense's performance? Because, I mean, we've been talking about it a little with the running game, but, like, they just they, – they, they weren't breaking much, which was good because they did hold them to a lot of field goals in the second half. The second half performance was good in terms of they didn't break when they the Saints got deep into their territory but overall just, it was their worst performance of the year there's no there's no way to uh say it any differently they let the Saints run all over them but luckily this was the Bengals offense's day and they made up for it and that's what good teams do if one unit's not playing great the other unit picks them up cuz special teams was horrible obviously a fumbled uh punt return is going to make the whole worst. day yeah it wasn't even forced. It wasn't even forced. No, he just dropped the ball while running. Yeah. I, I want to ask one thing, though, for the Bengals. When are we going to get, like, a returner that's an actual returner? <laughs> like, this has been years. Years. Also, there's been a some Trent dudes. Taylor, Alex Erickson. Oh, my. Like, we need a real returner at some point. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, th this – this defensive performance, the most of the secondary was good. Eli Apple, notwithstanding, um, yeah. the the D line on pass plays was pretty good. Like they at least got some pressure up there. They had five QB hits and a sack. Like Trey they, Henderson they played great. He had that except huge that play one, late, except for that stupid penalty on what was a third and twenty. Andy, but, uh, Andy got his arm moving forward, but when I saw that play. That was just like flashbacks to that happening so many times when he was a Bengal. Yeah. He did move his arm forward. But when I saw that live, I was like, oh, he fumbled. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. It's just because you're right. We've seen it so many times. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, yeah, he fumbled. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I 100% thought he had fumbled. Um, honestly, luckily he didn't fumble because yeah. we got to see that cool touchdown for the win. So Yeah. <laughs> That's the longest. I like that better. What what was it? What was the stat? It was the longest touch, longest game-winning touchdown within the final two minutes since 2018. Really? So like, yeah, 60 yarder. Um, 
Not bad. In regulation or overtime. So they're counting both there. That's our longest play of the year, right? Because Higgins was yeah. 59 yards. Yeah, longest play of the year. And yeah, that's exactly how I want to see Chase used. Like, let him get the intermediate routes and break some tackles and make something happen. Because if they're going to take all the deep stuff away, you need to run him intermediate. Mm-hmm. And they had – what I liked yesterday is early on in the game before – really before that big Chase play, but most of the game – Higgins and Chase, they weren't letting them get anything, even intermediate or deep. Like, Higgins and Chase were catching, like, five, six-yard routes constantly. And Tyler Boyd was the one freeing up, and they left Tyler Boyd open in the intermediate routes, and he was open 12 yards, 13 yards, stuff like that early. And I think that's what freed up uh, them later in the game. Yeah, I agree. Because that's what we've been saying. You need to, to play these teams out of their soft shells, their cover twos, Tampa twos, whatever. You need you need to force them out of it. That's the only way that they're not going to play it. And they did that. Like they were hammering those routes that that are left open. The, like we said, the run game was good. Fourteen carries for five point four yards. Like that's that's a pretty good day. Five point four yards carry. Um, and you're right. It absolutely loosened the defense up. They didn't have a choice because the Bengals were executing so many long drives. Like they they didn't have a choice. Because what was it? Their touchdown drives were 12 plays, 10 plays, 7 plays, 13 play field goal drive, and then Jamar's touchdown on the first play of the drive. How many times did we punt yesterday? Uh, One, two, three, all in the first half. Yeah, I was about to say, I know we didn't punt in the second half. I don't even remember punting three times, honestly. I thought it was only once or twice. Huber punted for 40 yards, punted for 50 <laughs> yards and punted for 41 yards and only had a total of six return yards. So pretty good day for Huber. Maybe he heard us. (laughs) Maybe. It's just watching other teams' punters, it just comes off the leg way more explosive and like way more just like – and I don't even know how to describe it. It just – it comes off the leg much more intense than when it's Kevin Huber. It's just like soft and like (laughs) – I don't yeah, know. it's just <laughs> it's not an explosive punt. It's it's really not. Um, but you know, it I guess it's fine. Yesterday. If the offense if the offense is going to play like that, that's fine. Yeah, like, if I he don't... doesn't have to punt, who cares? Like yeah, if he has if to he's punt twice punting, a game. Yeah, if he's not punting very much, go ahead. It was just that Ravens game because he punted. It seemed like six yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it just it was very prevalent that game. Yeah. Yeah, but yesterday, man, he actually was okay, and got <laughs> it to the point. Okay. Two of them, two of them were fair catches, so like no return issues. The other one was a six-yard return, so booted them pretty high in the air. That's solid. Yeah, so the punt game was was solid yesterday. Didn't really need it either. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are your thoughts on the team moving forward now? Did this? game change your thoughts on him at all anything like that it was until heard logan Wilson. there's real concern with logan wilson's injury because that that's huge like i know linebackers deep but he's he's by far he's, the, best, he's linebacker. the best linebacker yeah it's not like you're gonna lose something like there's drop off wasn't that wasn't as steep as we thought it was gonna be with davis gaither from pratt but Logan Wilson to to Davis Gaither is not going to be 
Like you're going to notice that combined with yeah. reader, this offense better stay clicking going forward. Yeah, you're right. And I think the offense did find some things yesterday. I thought the play calling was a hundred percent better. Like seriously, I thought the play calling was much better and not even just because like it was effective, obviously like mm -hmm. we, we didn't run many of those bullshit. I don't think we ran any of those bullshit pitch plays. I don't think we Thank ran God. any of those. I think we, a lot of our runs make... were mixing out of shotgun, which, wow, it worked. We only had, Inside we only zone had two plays. snaps under center. Only two yeah. snaps under center, a sneak and a kneel. Exactly. Like the inside zone plays out of shotgun were much more effective than, all right, we're going to hand the ball inside out, <laughs> from yeah. under center for the 30th time this game. Like we switched it up and it was much more effective. Zach Taylor obviously heard people shitting on him because he – called a really good game yesterday and he needs some credit for the win. Yeah. And part of my, part of the issue with the offense wasn't necessarily that they weren't under center. It's that nothing looked the same. So that you could yeah. key in on what they were doing just based on the pre-snap look. So running everything out of shotgun, you can't key on it. Like you, you have to play for both. And that makes a huge difference because Burrow threw it 37 times, but they still ran it 14 times. Like, you, you've got to respect it. So that softens everything up. Yeah. And, and I just – I was going to say, and the run game in general made more sense for the offensive line they have. Like, this offensive line is not built to be running all those pitches. <laughs> they're good at moving people at the line of scrimmage. That's what they're good at. So that's what you need to play to. And and yesterday, there were lots of holes for Joe Mixon. The few times he did run the ball, there were lots of holes yeah. for him. Yeah. And it just – the way they played seemed more like a Chiefs or Bills style of offense. Like, if you watch that game yesterday, like, they run – they run majority of their stuff out of shotgun, and they don't even have good running backs, really. Like, their running backs are average running backs, but the yeah, holes same. are massive because they run everything out of shotgun, and people are so worried they're going to pass the ball because they have elite quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really what the the Bengals need to be doing. I saw that they have the, – the Bengals have the third best uh, – third down percentage right now only behind Kansas City and Buffalo and then now they're up to eighth in red zone touchdown percentage so absolutely moving in the right direction and if you're I obviously you want to have like the play action ready so you do kind of don't want to totally abandon under center if you don't have to but like if you're just going to be able to run out everything run everything out of shotgun and make play action work from there who cares just just whatever works works do you think Burrow's a top five quarterback still? I think he'll be there by the end of the season. Like he looked I, really good yesterday. It was I just... do too. Watching that game though, after, like I think Burrow is right there with like Rodgers and those guys. Those two are in a different class right now. <laughs> like I, seriously, it, is Rodgers a compliment still with the way he's playing this year? He is playing okay, but like he's won the MVP the last two seasons. It's it's yeah. a couple games. I'm not that worried about Aaron Rodgers and his receiving core is dog shit, to say the least. So like, I think Aaron Rodgers is still a really good quarterback. I think he'll. I think they'll be fine. Honestly, the Packers. Yeah. I think they'll fix things. Like I don't think yeah. they're winning the Super Bowl or anything like that. But they'll be in the playoffs, in my opinion. They'll. I think they'll still likely win the division over the Vikings because the Vikings are just getting lucky to an awful schedule so far. They yeah. really haven't played anybody besides the Packers week one. Yeah, and uh, go back to bring this back to Burrow. Um, we were talking about how he needed to get better and how he didn't quite look the same and all this and that. 
he's still fifth in passing yards and fourth in touchdowns. Yeah, he's like still having a really Burrow, good year. Yeah, and off Burrow is still, and he's still seventh in QB QB rating. Like he's <laughs> like That's what off I was saying. Burrow is still putting up really good numbers. He's only sixteenth th- in QBR, but QBR has its issues. So like, take it with. I think salt. after those two guys, I think Burrow's the next best guy in the league. I think so. I think he's better than Lamar. I think he's better than Jalen Hurts, who people think is there now. I think he's definitely. I think he's the third best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. If he if he keeps playing like this, absolutely, absolutely. Um, because if he can beat zone like this regularly, how are you supposed to stop him? He puts it wherever he wants when you're in man, and if you're in zone, he knows the soft spots. Like literally, what are you supposed to do? You just got to disguise the <laughs> hell out of everything and hope he hope you confuse him. Which he's having. It's one of his best traits is his processing. Like how, <laughs> like as he as you show more to him, he learns more, and you're, it's harder to fool him. So like, man, he's as long as he keeps throwing, as long as he keeps up that accuracy, that quick decision making, and that special elusiveness we saw on that third down pass to Tyler Boyd. Like, there's no. That doubt. was crazy. We haven't no talked doubt. about that. That was yeah. crazy. That was nuts. Like, I that, legit, that was crazy. I had flashbacks to Andy, <laughs> probably just because we were watching him on Andy. the other side. Yeah, like that would have been done. That would have been a sack, throw no, away, yeah. something, anything, not a first down. Strip not sack, down. something. Yeah, no, not yeah, a first no. down. Andy was the most, like, not fast, like, guy that looked like he would have some speed, like, on his build yeah. and everything. Like, he looks yeah. like he'd be fast. He's not huge. Like, he's, like, 6'2". Like, he looks like he'd have some – a little bit of speed like if you just see him on the field no <laughs> and he yeah. didn't have wheels yeah no he didn't um i was gonna look up his his 40 time it was, he was he ran a 4 8 40 4 8 3 40 so like yeah st- still slow um but on that that third down play Apparently they, they were talking Jay Morrison and uh Paul Danner Jr. were talking about this on the walkout. Apparently, Jamar Chase like went over to the sideline, like his route ended up over where Taylor was, and they were he was like getting ready to walk off the field. He thought Burrow was sacked, and Taylor had to get him back out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> even even like I mean that play totally shifted momentum too, because if he doesn't get that first down, that led to a touchdown, right? They ended up with a touchdown on that drive, or was that the one where they had a two sacks in a row knocked out, had to get a field goal? Um, was that that drive? I think it was that drive, if I remember correctly. Let's see. Um, third and four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they ended up with a field goal um, because Burrow got sacked on first and second down later in the drive, but still, man, that those three points, if, if you don't get those three points, literally say new Orleans wins the game. They, they just oh, need a field sure. goal. They just need a field goal. They don't have to throw that fourth down. So that for sure, you can point to that as a game winning play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was a game winning play, just like you said. And, uh, there's reports now that, uh, Dalton could be the starter moving forward for the saints. Even when Jameis is healthy, I don't know what he's done but, that's been so impressive. Yeah. It's like saying that's, Cooper Rush should start when Dak gets back. Like, I don't That's get, a like, real thing. Yeah, I don't. What? Why? Like, <laughs> I like <laughs> Dalton. I really do. He's a nice guy. I've met him in person. He's a nice dude. But And he's a solid. He's, he's, he's the best backup you can have. And he's a really good backup. He is not a starter. 
No, not <laughs> he anymore. not a starter. I mean, yesterday he had he had Justin Fields numbers yesterday. Like, that, but he threw the ball more than Fields would. Fields' numbers are like yeah. seven for fifteen. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, that I don't get that. Actually, yeah. Fields threw it twenty-seven times this week. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He did. <laughs> did you but, see yeah. the report? So did you look it up? Just look up yeah. Andy Dalton. You'll see it about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> I really like Andy Dalton, but man, that he's gonna was... win on Thursday night, and then they're gonna name him the starter for the rest of the year. <laughs> if they do that, <laughs> he's they, our quarterback. Will... We're gonna sign him to an extension. <laughs> if, they, if they do that, I'm, if they do that, I'm convinced they're trying for Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, whoever they can get up in the first round. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And one more thing I did want to bring up. Apparently, that that game was huge for the Bengals' playoff chances. Like they added thirteen point three percent to their to their playoff chances now. I thought it was more than that. I saw. Well, no, no, that's according to Football Outsiders. I saw so like live on the game. Live on the game, it said start. Are you just talking about this season alone? This season alone, yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw on the game two and four your percentage is like twenty or ten percent, and three and three your chances like thirty eight percent. Or some shit Jeez, like that. Yeah. And the I think, and Ravens lost. Bengals are tied for first in the division. They don't have the yeah. tiebreaker, but they are. The, seriously. I forget where I saw it, but I think there's like all but seven teams in the NFL are between two and four and four and two. Like, this is a ludicrous year for Perry. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think the Bengals, if the Bengals, if the Bengals win 10 games, I think they win the division. Like seriously, I, I don't agree. think the Ravens are a very good team outside of the fact they have Lamar Jackson. Like they did beat us, but I don't think they're a very good team besides their coaching staff and Lamar Jackson. Like they're really not talented anywhere else. Their defense has not looked good besides against the Bengals. <laughs> and yeah. uh and even yeah, then after that even then after the first four drives, the Bengals were just kind of moving it at will, except for Burrow's pick. Yeah, literally. And the Gi- I mean, the Giants beat the Ravens yesterday. I mean, the Giants have been beating everybody, but still, yeah. <laughs> Lamar made some critical mistakes in that game late. I think that's where Wink Martindale being on the Giants' sideline instead really, really helped them. They knew yeah. exactly how to attack Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, I mean, that's really – do you want to still talk about the Bengals? I mean, there's really not much more we have to cover. I mean – I really hope – oh, DJ Reader's tweet. Did you see that? No, what Third tweet? person say DJ feels good or something like that. He did. Getting him back, <laughs> getting him back like as soon That'd as possible huge. would be huge, especially with Wilson Hurt. Mm-hmm. So then that people – running huge. backs don't even get to that second level. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, getting him back against Atlanta, I don't – Corey Patterson's out, so like Mariota's the only threat I'm really worried about. That would be massive. Like that would be absolutely massive if they could get it back ASAP. The Bengals have come back to tie or take the lead last eight times they've been down ten plus points. The ninth time they were down ten plus points was the Chargers. They were down twenty four to zero, and then LA and then uh, had it at twenty four twenty two with the ball before a mix and fumble leading to a scoop and score. So they yeah. really <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, yeah. like I want to like obviously I hate falling behind so big so early all the time it's but fun like, though after the keep, game if, yeah if you're gonna keep winning like i don't care okay yeah <laughs> it'll iron itself out 
It leads to better stats. Yeah, <laughs> better stats, better fantasy stats for my Higgins and yeah, Chase exactly. players. <laughs> the gambles will hit everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, besides stress, that's it. <laughs> Just more yeah. stress. Oh well, now more stress too. Everything is more. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were going to have more stress whether the they were behind early or not because expectations, just having expectations in general <laughs> makes it yeah, more literally. stressful. Literally. But, right, um, but, uh, I don't think Bengals, I have anything else. Yeah, the Bengals look ahead next week. Who are they playing again? Haven't, Falcons. Uh, we got Falcons. Falcons in I was wondering if it was the Falcons or the Panthers next week. Yeah, right, Panthers play the week Falcons after. next week. Um. Two games they should win these next two, even though the Falcons are three and three. They're the much less talented football team. So we're looking forward to a W, hopefully, in that game. And we'll see you all Thursday for the preview of that game. And be on the lookout. We'll drop Wednesday uh, our Reds season review. Talk about the Reds season. Talk a little bit about that horrible baseball team in Cincinnati from this season. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all for this podcast. See you all in the next one. See you guys. See you.